When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to the Gen Z Girl podcast. I am your host, Abby Aslan. First of all, before I get into anything at all, I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the love and support for this podcast and the last episode and everything. I've been getting so many sweet messages on Instagram, comments on YouTube, like everywhere. You guys are just blowing me away, like on the Facebook group and everything. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you that take time out of your day to listen to me talk. It's great. I'm like trying to get the hang of just flowing and talking. And so I don't have to do so much cutting out of me saying, um, or just stopping talking. So I'm trying to like get in the flow of podcasting. So if you hear me say, I'm a lot, or if I just have like weird cuts or whatever, it's just because I'm trying to remember and learn how to just like talk without stopping because that's kind of how the podcasts work. But yeah, I'm so blown away by all the love you guys are giving me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this should be available on Apple podcasts. I've been getting a lot of questions about that, but if you're listening to this, then I guess that's not really a problem for you, but yeah, it should be available on Apple podcasts sometime soon. But right now it is 9:45 at night. It is Wednesday night and I have just had the busiest two and a half weeks. I've been having tests the past two and a half weeks and I finally just took my last one tonight at five. I went to Panera with my boyfriend and my best friend at Alabama, Katie Haran, who a lot of you guys probably watch on YouTube. If you don't, you totally should. I will be having her on the podcast sometime in the next month or two. So super excited for that. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys that, but that's how my night's been. I'm kind of brain dead, but I still feel really inspired to record this episode because I planned it out earlier today and I want to go ahead and get it recorded because I'm going home tomorrow for the weekend um, and I'm recording with my brother at home. So if you guys want to participate in asking questions for every episode, if you want to keep up with what guests are coming on and what questions to ask me and the guests and just news in general, be sure to join the Facebook group. I see a lot of people liking the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook page which is not the same thing. The page is literally just there for me having an Instagram like business account or whatever for the podcast, but search up the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group. You have to answer like three super simple questions to get in it. And then once you're in it, you guys can network, you can um, promote anything you have going on. I don't want to like limit you guys from being able to like promote your YouTube channels or anything like that. So you guys can ask questions, do whatever in there. And then there's also a Instagram page. It's the Gen Z Girl Podcast. So definitely be following those so you can keep up with everything. And I know a lot of you guys already have, but I just wanted to put that out there for those who may not know. But I'm super excited for today's episode. I did post in the Facebook group. I will probably alter between like posting on Instagram and posting on the Facebook group and everything um, about episode topics and whatnot. But I posted, I think, yesterday in the Facebook group and asked like which episode you guys would want to hear out of like four different ideas. And productivity and time management won. So I'm definitely going to be doing that one today since it won and had the highest number of votes. But there were plenty, like I will definitely be doing all the other episodes that I had 
um, in the poll. I just wanted to know which one you guys wanted to hear first, I guess. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about productivity and time management. So I'm super excited for this podcast because my number one asked question on YouTube and my Instagram DMs, like literally everywhere is, you know, how do you manage your time? Like, how are you so good at time management, which I'm not. And, you know, how do you stay productive all the time and how do you get so much done? And I know from the outside looking in, it probably looks like I, you know, am just Wonder Woman and getting everything done. But I promise you guys, I do have extremely unproductive days. I procrastinate just like you guys do. I'm literally human. I'm a senior in college, so my senioritis is real as ever right now. And I promise you guys, I, yes, I do. I will give it to myself. I have a lot of crap going on and I do get a lot of crap done during the day, but my scale for productive is a lot different than a lot of other college students. So me not being very productive can mean something entirely different from you as well as you from your friend. So productivity is kind of measured on a person by person basis, depending on what you have going on. So yeah, a lot of times I completely put off schoolwork all week and I do nothing but YouTube and podcast stuff and I end up screwing myself and having so much schoolwork to do. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm going on that tangent. But anyways, I'm going to be giving you guys 20 tangible secrets, tips, whatever you want to call it for time management, making the most of your day and being productive when you have no motivation. So I'm super excited for this just because I feel like this is going to be very, very, very beneficial for any of you guys looking for this kind of advice. And I really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. And I want to go ahead and preface this by saying, I really don't like the um, busy hustle culture where everyone is like pressured to be working on themselves and working on their brand and like hustle, 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 go, go, go all the time. Because realistically, you can't go, go, go and hustle all the time if you aren't resting. Like resting is one of the number one things for, you know, being productive and like managing your time well. If you don't rest, you're literally going to crash and burn. So I don't really love that culture that our world is kind of in. Um, But it is what it is. And I just wanted to preface all this by saying that. And also I don't do every single one of these tips I'm giving you, like all 20 of these. Um, I don't want you guys to think that I am over here implementing every single one of them into my daily routine. I am absolutely killing it over here on the time management game. Like, no, I don't even like understand how I get things done sometimes because I'm like, what method am I using to get things done? Because this feels so like, just procrastinated and last minute at times, but I do, I think at one point in my life, I have done at least one of, I've done every tip at least once. So these are all things that like, I may not be using some of the tips right now, but in general, I have done all of them and I have found them to be helpful. So don't think that I'm doing every single one of these things every single day and that I am perfect because I am far from it. So yeah, I have had a really busy week. I Honestly, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and be real. I have been so unmotivated with school. Like, I feel like I want to do, I am so motivated to do everything that is not related to accounting and finance and my classes. Like, after, when all my, with all my tests being spread out, like, I've had to study consistently for like the past two and a half weeks. So my brain is just exhausted. And my first test, I was so not motivated for it. And I really didn't start studying until the night before. And my studying was very passive. And I was like, oh, this is test is going to be so easy. I like know all this stuff already, like whatever. 
And then since I didn't really study, I got like a 75 on it. And I'm really bummed about that because I wanted to get all A's in my classes this semester to get the GPA I wanted to graduate with. But I can't really do that if I'm over here slacking. So don't follow my example and put things off until the literal last second and then still not even study in the last second. Um, And getting that grade kind of like forced me to kick it into high gear for my other classes. But yeah, just have not been feeling motivated lately. And I've seen in a lot of like Facebook group posts, a lot of like YouTube videos, I feel like everyone's feeling that way right now. I don't know what it is. I feel like once the weather gets cold and it like actually turns into fall, my like mood might change. But right now I'm just so over being hot all the freaking time. And I don't even know why I'm talking about weather right now, but I don't know. I think that once I kind of get used to like doing this podcast and I don't know, this cycle of tests is over now. So maybe it's just going to be a lot of like work for me right now, which I would rather do a lot of work than a lot of studying. So anyways, let's just go ahead and get into the quote of the day, which is like my first segment of the podcast. If you are new here, um, my quote today, I really, really like, I wanted to, I spent a lot of time finding a quote because I wanted to find one that like, wasn't common and that you don't hear often or that you probably haven't heard. I feel like I've heard a ton of productivity and time management quotes and tips and everything, but I wanted to find a quote that would like kind of slap you in the face. You know what I mean? I feel like this one slapped me in the face when I read it and I was just like, dang, that is good. So it's, I kind of try to always find the quote in um, picture form, like on Pinterest, so that I can make a little graphic that looks really cute to like put on my Instagram story for um, Gen Z Girl podcast or post in the Instagram so that you guys have a place to see that quote. I don't know if any of you guys picked up on that, but the very first episode, the quote I used in that one was in my Instagram post on the podcast page. And then the post I posted today for the podcast episode today, or well, recording today, um, I used the quote for. So Yeah, I like to make it visual for you guys, I guess. So the quote of the day is, until you value yourself, you will not value your time. Until you value your time, you will not do anything with it. And that is by M. Scott Peck. And I just really liked this. I loved the whole, like, you have to value yourself before you can value your time. And if you don't value yourself, you're not going to value your time. And if you don't value your time, you're not going to get anything done that you want to get done. And that's so freaking true. Like if you don't, I don't know, you have to like believe in yourself and you have to be confident in the work you're doing and you have to be passionate about the work you're doing in order to value the time you're spending on those things. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to value the time you're spending on stuff in order for it to be good work and work that's done efficiently. So if you're not valuing your time, you're probably not valuing yourself. And if you're not valuing yourself um, or your time, you're not going to get anything done. It's as simple as that. And I think that this is really true just because like whenever I have a very busy lifestyle, like right now when I'm going to school and I'm trying to like record the podcast and do YouTube and I'm working part time and, you know, trying to manage a social life and all that stuff. Whenever my lifestyle is really busy, I really value my time a lot more and I'm not wasting as much time. Like this past summer when all I was doing was doing YouTube and I didn't have a real job, I wasted so much time doing diddly squat. Like I literally wasn't doing anything for you know, a good portion of my morning and night. I did work a lot like during the day hours and I did work out a lot, which was great, but I still wasted so much time. And it was because I just didn't really believe in myself 
and I didn't really, I wasn't very, I don't know, this summer was a very weird phase for me. I can like talk about that in another episode or whatever, but I think whenever I'm not as busy, I don't value my time as much, obviously, because when you have more going on, you're going to value the little time you do have and you're going to make more use out of your time, I guess. So very straightforward quote, but it's kind of like once it's broken down, it's just like, dang, I needed to hear that. But now I want to go into goals and gratitude for the week. So my goal is to get ahead on my work just because my test just ended today, but I have so many like little assignments. I have like a take-home test, um, online homework assignments, extra credit papers. Like I have so much little work, like just, I don't know, all these little assignments to do. And I really want to get ahead on all of them because if I don't, I'm going to be extremely busy next week when I get back from being home and I don't want to be. And I kind of just don't want to feel stressed after having all these tests. And I feel like if I put all these tasks off, it's going to turn into, you know, I had all these tests and then I spent like one or two weeks doing all these tasks I had. And as soon as the two weeks is up, oh, look, it's time for tests again. And I never really had a break. So I'm trying to get ahead on them and really utilize my time tomorrow doing that. And I really want to be present because this weekend I am going home and, um, like I think I already said that, but my dad does a paddleboard race for a charity every year. He's really into paddleboarding, um, pretty much has been since it was ever a thing. And so it's like my brother my mom and me, whatever. And my brother is, um, turning 24 today. So happy birthday, Zane. He's probably listening to this, but yeah, happy birthday. And we are seeing him this weekend and I'm so excited to just be home for the weekend and I just really want to be present. Um, that's another reason why I'm trying to get all my work done is so that I'm not spending all my freaking time at home on my computer doing schoolwork. Um, and I just really want to be in the moment at home because I feel like whenever I have a lot going on, like whether it's the schoolwork or I'm trying to like, you know, record videos and like podcasts and everything, I start to become a lot more of a forward thinker. Like what's next? What do I have to do next? Like whatever. And I totally lose sight of the moment that I'm in. And I really just want to cherish this time that I have at home with my family this weekend. So getting my work done so I can do that is very important to me. And then my gratitude for this week is honestly, I am like whenever I was type planning this podcast out, I was just sitting here and like I I didn't even hesitate. Like it just flew out of my fingers on the keyboard. Um, and I'm just really grateful to have a house to go home to this weekend. And that might sound really weird to you guys. You're probably like, uh, what? Um, but it is, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of hurricane Michael, um, in eight days and hurricane Michael, like literally obliterated my hometown and, um, super horrible situation. Um, and it's really sad because a lot of my friends at home, are still not in their homes. Like they're like renting somewhere right now and they're not even in their home because their homes just straight up got destroyed. And I couldn't imagine, like I'm, I'm so, 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 so grateful and so thankful that all we had to do was like get a new roof and get a new fence because I couldn't imagine having to go home this weekend and like it not be my house. You know what I mean? So I'm just really thankful to have my home to go home to or my house to go home to and my heart goes out to everyone still suffering from the hurricane and it's literally been a year and people still are not in their homes and there are still parts of where I'm from that don't even like look habitable in a sense so I know it's like a little bit sad and dark but I just wanted to let you guys know that that's honestly what I'm thankful for this week since I'm going home 
And since it's like the one year anniversary, I hate calling it an anniversary, but you know what I mean? Okay. So let's just go ahead and hop right into the time management and productivity. 20 tips I have for you guys. Um, like I said, I don't do all of these every single day, but I have at one time or another found that these things have worked for me. So my very first tip is about social media. You can either use it or abuse it. And I think what I've been doing lately, which in the past like couple of years of being at school, I've been horrible about my screen time. Like I would just mindlessly hop on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and just scroll through it just because I had nothing better to do. But now I try to only go on like twice a day or three times a day. Um, usually not more than that, unless I'm like literally doing nothing that day. I will definitely go on way more than that. But since my days are really busy, I pretty much only go on like in the morning while I'm eating breakfast. And then usually like when I get home from my classes and I just try to keep it at that. But I think that going on just a few times a day versus mindlessly scrolling many times a day will be really helpful because I don't think you realize how much time adds up whenever you are scrolling through like what? four or five different apps at this point mindlessly all day long. So it's really important to just limit yourself with that. Um, and just try kind of try and like mindfully keep track of that throughout the day, you know, just be like, okay, I just got on Instagram. That was my first time today. You know, let's try to keep it under four times today and stuff like that. And I think it's really important to eliminate your distractions, which is your phone, um, as much as you can. I posted on my actual like personal Instagram story, like for you guys to give me tips for time management because I was really struggling the other night. And a lot of you guys said the Forest app. I did download it, but I have yet to use it. And it pretty much like you have a little tree on the app that like grows um, as you spend time doing a task. I think every 25 minutes or something, or it'll just grow throughout a 25 minute period. And if you leave the app, the tree will die. So that's kind of like a cool little app. And the harder you work, um, you kind of like build a forest, I guess. So it kind of just helps you have a phone-free zone, but you don't have to like have an app like that or whatever. Um, you can just put your phone on Do Not Disturb, or better yet, just turn it off. My best thing, like if I like absolutely need to be so entirely focused that I cannot check my phone, I will just like leave it in another room because then I just end up getting lazy and I'm like, wait, I don't want to go up and go get it, so I just leave it in another room. Um, another thing to do is to just like put your phone on the charger so that like you're motivated to not go get it because you know it's charging because a lot of times I will like let my phone die or like purposely try and drain the battery which is like so stupid just so like I physically cannot get on it if I'm studying so social media that's like a very basic surface level tip but I mean you guys know if you are taking breaks every 10 minutes to check Instagram text someone back snapshot someone you are literally like ruining your focus and completely harming your productivity. Number two, um, make a to-do list. This is so important. I'm sure a ton of you guys already do this, but I have a few tips to make your to-do list even better. Um, I think one really important thing to do is organize your to-do list from most to least important because that kind of like helps you see in a hierarchical, how, how do you say that? Hi, hi, hierarchical? Okay. I'm just not going to speak tonight. Um, it kind of helps you see everything in just like a progressive order of like, you know, what's going to be the most important. So what's going to be the least important. And I think it's really nice to keep like a physical copy of a to-do list. Like I only use my planner, my physical planner. I have 
a day designer from Target, not like the actual day designer, and I love it. Um, in the past, I have bought the regular day designers, but I just really didn't want to spend the money on it this year. And I'm glad I didn't because I really don't use my planner that much. Like I probably make two or three to-do, to-do lists a week in my planner, and the rest of them are on my like computer or phone or whatever. So I make my to-do list in my planner, and I try to make them from most to least important. And um, I think it's really nice to just like feel that feeling of checking things off. So that's why I really like having a physical copy. But another thing you guys can use... I actually really like this and it's super simple. The little stickies app on MacBooks and like Mac desktops and stuff. If you just like search stickies, it's like a built-in um, little sticky note app and you can like put different colored sticky notes on your desktop screen. I keep an ongoing like life to-do list on my desktop um, and it on like my laptop computer, not my desktop. And it pretty much has like a school section. So it's like all my assignments that are like pretty much due within like the next week or two that I'm aware of. And then it has a life section, which is stuff like um, figuring out who I want to be my letter of references for grad school and grad school application, taking the GMAT, whatever. And then I have a YouTube section, which is like any brand deals I have going on that I need to like remember (laughs) that I need to submit or whatever. And then now I'll have a podcast section because I'm going to have to obviously remember to do certain things for the podcast, like post on Instagram about it, Facebook group record the podcast, whatever. So I really, really, really like the Stickies app and that's something super simple for a to-do list and I really enjoy it. And then also in Google Calendar, um, if you guys use Google Calendar, which I'll talk a little bit about it um, in a second, Google Calendar has a little task section where you can like put your tasks on the Google Calendar. So I think whether you have it digital or physical, it does not matter, but it's just really important to have a to-do list. And it's really important to make them smart, I think is like what they call it, which means like specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So basically, like an example of this, you want your items on your to-do list to be as specific as possible, and you want them to have like a number attached to them so it's not too generalized. So instead of just like putting in my to-do list, read accounting or study accounting, you know, I would put read 20 pages of accounting and do, you know, three practice problems. Making it have like a number attached to it kind of gives you like a start and a finish point so that you can like actually check it off instead of like only reading two pages and just claiming you studied and checking it off on your to-do list if you know what I mean. So I think that's really helpful and I get so much more done when I'm more specific on my to-do list. I don't know what it is but I just literally get so much more done. And I think another important thing is to limit your to-do list to around like five to seven things a day. I used to make these really insane unattainable to-do list with like 15 things on them and it was so stupid because I was setting myself up for failure and I've talked about this in videos before but why would you put so many things on your to-do list like to where you literally know that you're not going to accomplish more than half of them and then you look at your to-do list at the end of the day and you're like wow I really didn't do well today because I did not accomplish these 15 things like no only put between five and seven things a day because that's the most realistic And, you know, obviously prioritize them with the most important, put those more important things on your to-do list, but try to keep it at that lower number because then you're not setting yourself up for failure. So number three is keep track of progress, um, kind of for your motivation and your sanity. And I kind of just mentioned this and this is just like a really quick tip, but checking things off will literally make you feel so much more accomplished and actually like crossing them off or checking them off or whatever will kind of like instill the sense of motivation to do more in you. I find that like as I check things off, I like 
feel really good about myself on the inside. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting things done today. And then it just makes me want to go out and do more. So definitely keep track of everything. Don't just like make a to-do list and then forget to check things off because then you're like pretty much not congratulating yourself for checking them off. And the next tip, number four, is to plan. If you are not organized, how do you ever plan to get anything done? Like you are so much more likely to forget a deadline or miss something if you don't keep track of your deadlines. This happened to me like, I don't know when it was. I want to say like my sophomore year or something. I remember I just like straight up wasn't writing down when my homeworks were due and I like literally just completely forgot about like two of them. And like, that's the kind of thing that happens when you don't plan for things accordingly. So for me, I like at the very beginning of the semester, when I get all of my syllabi from all my professors, I like to go ahead and sit down and put in my planner and in my Google calendar when things are due. So like if we have quizzes, tests, projects, or homeworks, I'll go ahead and put all of those where they're due in my physical planner and in my Google calendar. Doing this ahead of time is so nice because I don't really have to worry about it the rest of the semester unless something changes. So I'm not having to really like make a lot of like use a lot of time each week to make entries. Like I just sit down and do it all at once. But another thing that I have done before that works really well as well is to just like designate one day a week to kind of planning your week ahead, which I kind of do that anyways. I just don't do it on a large scale. Um, I just do it for that week. But I love like sitting down on Sundays and just kind of like thinking about what I have going on for the week and writing it all down. And that's a really great way to kind of plan your week out if you don't do everything all at once like I said I did then you can just do it each week and like just write down when you have your tests are. But I like doing the tests and everything way in advance because if I'm like wanting to travel or go home or wanting someone to come visit or something, I can like quickly just look on my Google calendar or pull out my planner and see that, oh, three weeks from now I have a test and that probably isn't the best time for me to go travel somewhere or whatever instead of not knowing until the week of. So I think that that's really helpful. And then you just really can't rely on your memory. It's not reliable enough. And I really like planning the night before. I don't know why, but like I love making my to-do list for the next day, the night before, just because I can kind of visualize how I want my day to go. And having that visualization of how I want my day to go instead of just waking up and being like, oh, I have X, Y, Z to do today. I guess I'll get that done at this time. But when I visualize it the night before, I feel like I'm so much more likely to get those things done the next day because a to-do list is already there. It is already in front of me. It is already made for me the second I open my eyes and I don't have to take the time out of my day to make it for that day, if that makes sense. So I really like that. And then going along with planning, this is more of a goal-based thing, but plan for your goals. Like you're, if you have any goals, like whether it's like related to last week and you're like trying to start a YouTube channel or launch a small business or whatever it is, like a goal's never going to be reached if you don't have a plan. So you have to have some kind of plan going on and just do something every day that helps you get one step closer to your goals, even if it's something really little. I just wanted to say that for those of you that may be working on something. But um, number five is to batch your like errands and homework, which this one is like so common sense, but at the same time, I feel like not that many people use it. But it is so nice and so helpful for the amount of time you have in your day. If you just do everything all at once, like if you have errands to run, like say I need to go, um, I don't know, pick up dog food, make a quick grocery run to get some almond milk, um, drop off like my time card for work and 
I don't know. Who knows what else? Um, go pick food up. I don't know. (laughs) I need to go do all those things all at once on one run instead of doing two or three little errands every day at completely different times because you're wasting so much time driving back and forth places or walking back and forth places or just wasting time, um, diverting your focus away from what you were doing just to go run an errand. So if you can like batch all your errands and do them together, that will maximize the amount of time you have in your day. And the same thing goes for homework. So like if you batch your like actual work, like your homework, um, and you do all of your like what finance homework all at once, you are going to maximize your focus for a longer amount of time just because you did that homework all at once. So like instead of doing something like I'm guilty of doing a lot of times, I will just sit down and do like two problems of my finance homework and then come back to it another time. But it takes me like 10 minutes to like actually like get in the groove of doing it. But if I just did it all at once, I would honestly get it done way faster. So that's like a very generic tip that I feel like a lot of people probably need to hear. Number six is doing unproductive things out of habit. So this one is like, I think all of us are guilty of it in some way or another, just like stop laying on the couch as soon as you get home, stop turning on the TV as soon as you get home or as soon as you wake up in the morning or for those two hours before you go to bed, whatever it is that you do just out of habit. Like for me, my habit is waking up and I'm really guilty of like going on my phone and checking my notifications in the morning, which I really need to stop. But every time I like wake up, I immediately let my dog out and then I go make my breakfast and then I come and sit at my computer and, you know, like look at my to-do list, eat my breakfast. And I'll just be like, oh, I'll watch one YouTube video while I eat my breakfast. And I end up watching like four and then I waste so much time. So I need to stop doing that. Like I love starting my day like that, but I really need to limit myself and I do it out of habit. And another thing I do, like I, every time I get home from classes, just because my classes, I, there's only one day where I have one class, um, during the week and the rest of it, it's like, I'm pretty much gone like nine to three or noon to like five or six. And I just like really love coming home and kicking my shoes off and sitting on the couch because I am mentally exhausted from sitting through a ton of lectures all day long, which I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to the same feeling you get whenever you're like, you get off work. Um, but if you just do that, like what is going to make you get up from doing that? You know, like once I sit down on the couch, like I am not going to do anything for probably three or four hours to be honest, because I just don't have the desire to, but if I were to come home and instead of just immediately laying down on the couch and like opening up my laptop and watching YouTube, if I were to come home and maybe just do the dishes that were sitting in the sink, um, tidy up the living room a little bit, and then, you know, pull out some homework, I would get so much more done. And it's not even like those things require a lot of me. It's just that I'm purely being lazy out of habit just because I'm used to coming home and doing that. So try and break those habits if you have them, just so you can get more free time out of your day. And that way, when you actually do have free time, you'll appreciate doing those things that you do out of habit more. Because like for me, I appreciate watching YouTube a lot more and I value like my time I spend watching YouTube when I'm more busy just because I don't get to watch everyone I would like to watch, but I just watch who I really want to watch when I'm really busy. And so when I actually have free time, um, if I'm not watching YouTube like out of habit, I really enjoy watching YouTube more, if that makes sense. So hopefully that made sense to you guys. I really hope I worded that well. But number seven is to time block. Um, Whenever I posted on my Instagram about just help for time management. A ton of you guys said time blocking, which I did know exists. And I do use it to an extent, but probably not as well as I could. 
But I think it's really important to plan your day out and put it in the calendar. So like instead of just saying, you know, I'm going to do this homework, I'm going to study for this test, I'm going to run this errand, and I'm going to work out. Put in your calendar when you're going to do those things and block those times off so that in your head, when you look at that calendar in the morning, especially if you do this the night before, oh my goodness, you would probably be so productive. But if you did it the night before and you put, you just completely planned your day out and blocked out the times, you know, like, okay, from... 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., I'm going to eat breakfast and, you know, kind of get myself ready for the day. And then from 9.30 to 2, I'm going to go to class. And then from 2 to 3, I'm going to come home and I'm going to eat lunch. And, you know, just put these things in your calendar, just like 2 to 3, lunch. And then 3.30 to 4.30, gym. And then, you know, 5 to 6, dinner and cleaning up dinner. And then, you know, give yourself a little break maybe. And then 7 to 10, study. Whatever it is. Put the time in your calendar because then it's like you are designating that time to doing that one thing and nothing else. So it's not like you're sitting there like going throughout your day. Oh, it's two o'clock. Like, what should I do now? Like you're kind of, it's already in there. You know what I mean? And I feel like you're more likely to get things done when it looks like it's already scheduled for you because it's kind of like an obligation in a sense. Um, Just make your time dedicated to doing something. And if you can, I heard this tip a long time ago and I don't remember where I heard it. But trying to have like a nine to five approach for your work, like whatever it is, like if you have an actual nine to five job, obviously you're working at that time. But if you're like in college, try to have a nine to five approach for your schoolwork so that like you're only going to classes and doing schoolwork within those hours. And then the times at night you have, you can spend, you know, working out or the times early in the morning you can spend working out or you know, hanging out with a friend or working on, you know, if you have some kind of other goal, working on that. And I really like that tip. It's not very realistic for me just because I have a lot to do and I just don't think it can be done on top of classes within nine to five. But if maybe if I adjusted the hours a little bit, it would work. But I kind of like that tip and I think it's like really cool. But another little time blocking tip, um, the Pomodoro technique, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it. It's really good for studying. Um, I really, really like it. It's kind of what I do but I'm not extremely strict with it. It's pretty much like every, for 25 minutes you work and after 25 minutes you take a five minute break and then you'll start 25 minutes of working again and you do that like four times I think and then you get like a 30 minute break. So I think that's the structure of it. I could be wrong with like the ending break. I don't know how long the ending break is supposed to be. I can't really remember, but I think that's really helpful because I think that really helps me be extremely focused for those 25 minutes And then having that five minute break, I look forward to it while I'm studying and then going back to a task for 25 minutes. I just feel like it's really good and it really does work well with your brain and like when you're best focused. So definitely enjoy doing that. And then um, this is like a side tip for like study playlists. If you guys are like looking for any, I really can't listen to like anything with music in it just because it just doesn't work for me. Um, whenever I'm studying, unless I was like doing math problems, I feel like, but if I'm like trying to like remember concepts and topics and stuff, I need to not have any words in it. So for me, I really, really like, um, chill out music, which is kind of like chill hip hop, I guess, without words. Um, I think that's what it's called, but I really, really like it. There's a chill hop music artist on Spotify and they just have like a ton of like little playlists and I just pretty much shuffle those. Or if you just search chill hop or if you search like mellow study beats or something like that, I'm sure something will come up that you like and it'll be really good for helping you study. Number eight is to set time limits for tasks. So this is really important just because 
I think that this is also something that's overlooked, but that way you don't end up spending all day on one task. Um, and instead you can take a break when like that estimated time is up and come back to finish it later. So if you are planning out your day, like I said, um, time blocking and you're just like kind of trying to figure out when you're going to be doing something. If you say you need to do homework and you're estimating that's going to take an hour and a half, um, put in your Google calendar, you know, like homework from nine to 10 30. And if it takes longer than that, you know, let yourself have that break and then come back to it when you can. But I think setting the time limits just like keeps you from working on one thing in a not very, in like a very inefficient manner. Because I feel like when I just kind of like am planning on doing nothing but studying all day, I just kind of study off and on all day long. And I don't really like set myself to a time period of studying. And since I am not set to a time period, I find myself taking all these like senseless and pointless breaks all the time but if I were to set a time limit and I was like look I have two hours of study like I have to get it done I'd be a lot less likely to lollygag with the studying if that makes sense number nine is to stop making excuses we are all tired we are all busy and we're all sick of doing a lot of the things that we have to do in our day-to-day life it's really important to recognize and understand why you're making excuses and know where they're coming from Because excuses are literally just wasted time sitting there saying you don't want to do something when you could be spending that time doing something else or doing that thing that you don't want to do. And, you know, like, are you making an excuse? Like, are you saying you don't want to go to the gym because you're tired or you just don't feel like leaving the house? Are you saying you don't want to study just because you don't feel like getting your stuff out and you would rather watch TV? Like, whatever it is, you just need to address the reason why you're making excuses because, I feel like if you don't know why you're making excuses, you end up making excuses for literally everything, and then you just end up becoming really unproductive overall, if that makes sense. And that's really simple, but finding the root of your excuses and doing what you can to your ability to eliminate that is really, really important, and being self-aware is really, really important if you're wanting to manage your time well. And number 10, know when you work best, whether it's the morning time, the night time, in the middle of the day, whatever it is, take advantage of you know, you knowing yourself and when you work best and plan your day around that. I'm like a really confusing person. Um, I, if you know me, you probably know I'm really confusing, but I don't understand like my body and like how my mind works because I'm such a morning person in the sense that I really love to get up early and just get a head start on my day. Like it feels so good when you get up early in the morning and you look at the clock later and it's only like one o'clock and you feel like it should be five and you've gotten so much done. That's like literally the best feeling in the world to me. And I am really and truly a morning person. I don't love staying up late. Like it makes me feel horrible the next day. And I hate waking up any later than eight. Like if I wake up later than eight, I just feel like a failure. And I do let myself sleep in sometimes. Yes. But I know I pretty much like dedicate my day to being wasted if I wake up past eight. Like if I wake up at 830, I'm like, well, it's too late to get a start of my day. Might as well do nothing all day. And that's literally such a horrible mindset. Why am I like that? I don't know. But I think that I work really well late at night. Like, I love editing at night. I am literally recording this podcast, and it's 10.23 p.m. right now, and I recorded the last one at 11 p.m., and I get most of my studying done, I would say, between, like, 9 p.m. and, like, 1 a.m., and I hate that about myself, but I'll talk about why I think that is in a second, but I really don't get it because 
I am a morning person, but I'm not a morning person for studying. Um, in the morning, I am perfectly happy to wake up and like get other things done, but studying is not going to be the first thing I do in the morning. And I don't know what it is, but I personally work better at night, so I take advantage of that. I try to like make my nighttime free. I try to like never really schedule doing anything with anyone at night unless it's actually going to study with that person, just because I know that's when I'm most productive and I work best. So it's like I'm most productive in the late hours of the night, but I'm more of a morning person. It makes no sense. Number 11 is to get sleep. You get so much more done when you're well-rested, trust me. So I would say pretty much since I was in high school, let me just give you guys a little bit of insight into my high school self. So I remember like so vividly whenever I was like a sophomore and junior and I was playing volleyball year round, like I played volleyball for my high school and then I played club in like the spring. So it was like year round for the school year. And then in the summer I played beach like one summer and I was not like amazing at volleyball or anything. I literally just like played it just because, but I did really like it, but that's besides the point. Um, so I would literally go to school right after school was volleyball practice. I think we normally got done around like what, five or six, maybe I'd go home, eat dinner. And I would like after dinner, I think I would just like watch the office or something on my iPad. I don't really remember, but I would just like do something extremely unproductive. And then I would fall asleep doing that, or I would start doing homework and then fall asleep doing the homework. I would wake up, I would shower, and then I would like do work until two or three in the morning and then wake up and go to school and practice the next day. I literally do not understand as a college student right now, how I went to school all day long, then went to volleyball and I was taking like six or seven college classes my junior and senior year. I'm just like genuinely confused on how I got everything done because I can hardly do that now. Like I literally can't. And that's pretty much what I did. And like, whenever it, like we had like off season for volleyball for like a little bit of time during the school year, I would get home from school at like 3 PM. And until dinner time, I would do absolutely nothing, usually fall asleep or watch the office once again. And then I would like wake up and just start my homework. And like, I, I don't know why my sleep schedule was so bad, but I pretty much, pretty much what I'm trying to say is I've had a horrible sleep schedule and a horrible time with developing sleep schedules since I was in high school. And it wasn't horrible. I would say my freshman year of college, but my sophomore and junior year, oh my gosh, I literally like lived off of five or six hours of sleep, occasionally got seven or eight. And it is horrible for you. And you just don't get as much done when your mind is tired. Like if I, if my head hurts or I have like brain fog or my mind is just exhausted, I can't get anything done. And it takes me like an hour to get myself started on things just because I'm so exhausted. And just trust me on this, like sacrifice your time elsewhere and prioritize your sleep. Like right now, this school year, I've said this in my vlogs, I've been prioritizing sleep this school year, um, oddly enough, considering I have more going on right now more than ever. And I just am getting so much more done. And I try to always get seven or eight hours of sleep a night. There have been a few nights, like when I've had tests and stuff where I've only gotten six and yes, it sucked. But I did what I had to do just because I really did not feel ready for my test and I just wanted to feel comfortable and ready. So it's okay to do every now and then. Like, we're not perfect. We're not going to have the perfect eight, nine, ten hours of sleep every night. But I'm perfectly fine off of eight. Um, anything between six and seven, I'm like extremely groggy off of. So, like, anything around seven and a half, eight is really good for me. And then between six and seven is horrible. 
I'm way better off of like five hours of sleep than I am off of like six and a half for some reason. But that's just me personally. Just trust me when I say that, you know, sacrificing your sleep is not the way to go. You can sacrifice like an hour here and there, but please do not like sacrifice it every night like I was doing. Um, And one other thing, I do power nap a lot. I will, I'll get like really, really, really tired every day around like two, three o'clock, four o'clock. Um, just kind of depends on the day. And I just literally need to pass out. I'll just like close my eyes. It might take me 10 minutes to fall asleep, but I set an alarm for like 45 minutes. It usually takes me 10 minutes to fall asleep. And I always end up waking up before that alarm goes off, which a lot of you guys might think that's crazy, but I just kind of like nap in my living room where it's kind of bright. I don't like go back to my bed per se. I just nap on my couch and power napping does wonders. Like just 20 minutes of like being knocked out or 30 minutes of being knocked out can really, really help you if you really, really need it. Number 12 is to pick up messes immediately. And as you go, instead of all at once, um, there's kind of like a two minute rule with this. And it's basically like, if it's going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it right then. I'm really bad about, you know, seeing the dishes in the sink and just being like, Oh, I'll do them later. Oh, I'll do them later. Oh, I'll do them later. And then they end up piling and piling and then they end up piling and then they end up piling and piling and piling up and it becomes a mess. And the same thing with my living room, you know, I will have the pillows all, um, disarranged, misarranged, whatever you want to say. And everything will just kind of be not in its place. And once like one or two things get out of their place, I'm like, Oh, I'll just like let it get a mess and I'll clean it on Friday. I need to get a lot better about doing things immediately just because it drives me insane to not have a clean working environment. And I'm, you wouldn't think I'm OCD because so much in my house is a mess, but I really am OCD in the sense like it drives me absolutely crazy when things aren't like clean. Like I want things to be clean all the time and it's really hard for me to get things done when my environment is not clean. And it's hard whenever, like I said in my first episode, I live with my boyfriend and obviously like not everyone lives by the same clean standards and that's totally fine. But it's really hard for like people who, you know, are really want things to be clean and it's hard to keep things clean all the time, I guess, whenever you're not just by yourself, which is fine. But definitely try to do things immediately if it's not going to take I would even say five minutes if it's going to take less than five minutes do it right then and that will save you a lot of time in the long run because then you're not going to have to spend like three or four hours cleaning one day a week you may only have to spend like an hour or two hours because you kept up with everything else number 13 is to know your work environment and change it if needed so where do you work best do you work best on your couch and your coffee table do you work best at your dining room table do you work best at the desk in your bedroom Um, Do you work best in a library, coffee shop, in your bed? Where do you work best? You need to figure that out because for me personally, I, whenever I lived in an apartment the past two years, I had the desk I'm sitting at in my bedroom, but I also had my bed in my bedroom, literally right behind my desk. Sometimes I would study at my desk, but for the most part, I would do my homework and my studying in bed just because my room was really small and I felt like really closed off at my desk, I guess. And I didn't like it. I liked being able to see my window and my desk was like up against the wall and there wasn't any window on that side of the room. And I don't work well in my bed because I end up getting really tired or I end up just going on my phone and, or I just end up watching YouTube videos, like whatever it is, I just end up not being as productive as I should be in my bed. And sometimes I was really productive in my bed, but I would say 70% of the time, absolutely not. But it's really important to know your work environment. Right now, my desk is like in our extra room in the house and our extra room just has like a big dining room table and then it has 
my desk that I'm sitting at right now with like my Mac desktop and then like a little bookshelf. So having my desk, if you guys have the ability to do this, put your desk in a different freaking room than your bed. It will literally make a world of a difference because you feel like you're in more of an office or study type setting instead of a bedroom when your desk is like next to your bed or it's in the same area. It's like, oh, I'm in my bedroom. This is where I sleep. I love having where I work and where I sleep segregated. It's so, so nice. So if you have the ability to do that, do that if you can. But if you are, you know, really productive in one spot, let's say that you're really good at, you know, studying at your desk in your bedroom, but then you start to get kind of unproductive because you've had three tests this week and you've been sitting at your desk so much studying and you're at the point where it's like you feel like you've been at your desk for three weeks because you've just been sitting there studying all week. Change your environment. Like what is holding you back? Go to a coffee shop, go to the library, go wherever it is and just change your scenery because it really will help you just kind of like settle into a new area and, you know, recenter your focus because I find that whenever I have like a ton of tests and I'm sitting at my desk for, you know, the whole week, I start to get less and less productive as the week goes on just because I'm like sick of sitting there. So changing your environment is really important and just know where you work best. Number 14 is to get real with yourself and the time you have every day because more than likely we all have at least an hour of extra time a day than we say we do. I know all of us are always just like, oh, I'm just so busy and I have so much going on and like I just can't add anything else to my plate. And really and truly, yeah, that's true. Like a lot of us probably shouldn't add anything else to our plate and we are really busy. But if you look at it, how much time a day do you spend, you know, mindlessly scrolling on your phone? How much time a day do you spend just lollygagging around and like not really actually doing anything? If you like really take a look at your day and get real with yourself, it'll kind of like shock you into being like, oh dang, I am wasting a lot of time. Let me learn how to utilize that time better. Or one that I'm really bad about is like, the whole hour, like I'll say I'm like going to bed and then it takes me an hour to like actually get in bed and fall asleep because I'm like, oh, it's 1030. <laughs> I'm going to bed. And then I end up, you know, trying to straighten up the living room. I like do all my skincare routine and then I'll get my pajamas and I go get in bed, plug my phone in, set my alarm. And then I end up sitting on my phone for like 30 or 40 minutes. And I'm like, wow, I literally just wasted so much time. I could have been getting more sleep or I could have been doing something else. So for me personally, I waste a lot of time on my phone. Not a lot, but I waste a decent amount of time on my phone in the morning when I wake up and right before I go to bed. I'm not really that bad about it during the day, but I'm telling you at those two times, it's horrible. And it's because I'm like turning my alarm off and then turning, putting my alarm on. So I just end up sitting on my phone, but just be real with yourself. Number 15 is to know what gets you productive and inspired and do it before you need to start getting things done. So for me personally, when I work out, I just, I don't know, my head feels a lot more clear and I don't have as much like brain fog and my mind's a lot less exhausted just because I'm really getting those endorphins flowing. So I personally really like working out, but I normally don't work out until mid to late afternoon. I hardly ever work out in the morning just because it doesn't really work out with my schedule, but I would prefer that if I could make it work and I might try and make that work. But me personally, working out really just helps my headspace and I feel like I'm a lot more focused when I study on the days that I work out. And that's just because, like I said, my head is a lot more clear. And another thing I really like is Pinterest. I love Pinterest so much. I like get so much from there, but I really like looking at like study inspiration and stuff on Pinterest before I start studying because it just like makes me want to make really good study guides or flashcards or whatever because there's like a lot of like really aesthetically pleasing things on Pinterest in relation to study and like just advice for studying and like some of these like really old Tumblr posts that kind of just like 
make you grateful to even be going to school and everything. So I personally really like going on Pinterest for like five minutes before I start studying. I don't know why, but I just really like it. It just makes me so I'm inspired. And then I really like listening to podcasts too. Um, not necessarily like while I study, but I am more likely to get things done if I'm like listening to a podcast in the morning as opposed to like a YouTube video or music. And then um, I just really, I think working out is one that you guys should try if you have not already. I do really think it can help everyone have a more clear head. And um, I don't know, maybe there's something else that gets you productive. Does cleaning your house make you feel really productive? Then do that before you study or clean just one room or something. But just know what it is that gets you in that zone and do it. Number 16 is only multitask in areas that don't require a lot of or high brain activity such as like doing dishes or the laundry and, you know, like listening to a podcast or watching a video. Um, but basically just stop multitasking with things that shouldn't be multitasked on. Like you really shouldn't multitask while you're studying. Like don't be online shopping while you're studying. Don't be, you know, planning out your schedule for next semester while you're studying. Um, don't be working on your side hustle while you are studying, that kind of stuff. So for me, I really like to multitask in areas that make sense that, you know, I'm not really required to be learning anything or doing anything in a really efficient and good manner, I guess. Like if I'm not being graded on something or if it's not my own work on YouTube or podcast, I will multitask in it. So like when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm washing laundry, when I'm, you know, driving to campus, whatever it is. I like watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts during that time because instead of spending my free time doing those things, I do them while I'm doing tasks that I need to do anyways. So I don't, so I have like more productive free time or I don't spend too much time doing free time, if that makes any sense at all. Number 17 is to prioritize, which is basically as simple as it sounds. Complete your tasks with the deadlines first. Um, that'll kind of help you spark that motivation muscle and get in your own productive mindset and then move on to less tangible things that don't really have deadlines but still need to be done or worked on. Um, not prioritizing. If you don't prioritize what needs to be done, it'll lead to like unorganization, stress, chaos, you know, less efficiently done work and lower quality work. So for me, I really like doing things that, you know, have those concrete deadlines first. You know, like if I have homework due on Sunday, I really like finishing that first. And doing that homework kind of makes me feel really accomplished and productive because I finished it. And then I've exercised that little motivation muscle and I'm like, oh, I kind of like could do more right now. So then I start gradually making my way to things that don't really have strict deadlines like studying. Like studying isn't concrete. You aren't required to study and you don't have deadlines for studying. So I really like doing things first that, you know, have to be done and have those deadlines because it gets me motivated to do the things that don't have those deadlines if that makes sense number 18 this is kind of just a little bit of inspiration um your passion is what drives your motivation and your motivation is what eventually turns into the habits you have so hopefully that made sense and hopefully you like we're listening to that but if you're wanting to implement a new habit into your life let's say waking up early Start your day with something you're passionate about rather than something you dread doing so that you're more motivated to get up and do those things and get out of bed. So why would you ever, you know, consistently get up in the morning early if you plan on doing a task that you absolutely hate and dread first thing in the morning? Because if it's me, if I'm trying to wake up earlier, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start waking up at six. And the first thing I schedule for the day was studying. I would snooze my alarm every freaking time and I would sleep till eight or nine. Let's be real. 
like you can't start your day with the things you hate because then you're just going to put it off. You know what I mean? That's where procrastination comes in. Like that is such a life hack. You guys, if you are planning your day to be started with things you hate doing, you're just going to keep pushing it off. And I think it's, I think it's actually really good to put the things you don't like doing kind of in the middle of your day. Cause if you wait until the end of the day, you can say, Oh, it's too late. I'll do it tomorrow. And procrastination really kicks in there. But so I think procrastination mainly kicks in like early morning, late night, but I think, or really just when you get up and when you go to bed, not necessarily early or late, but I think it's kind of good to do those things that you don't really like doing in the middle of the day. Because if you do something you really like in the morning, you're going to be more likely to get up get out of bed and get it done. So for me, I, something I would do in the morning, um, if I was trying to implement waking up earlier into my everyday routine, I would schedule going to work out first because that's something I really enjoy doing. And I do it anyways, every single, not every single day, but usually three to five times a week. So scheduling that to be the first thing I do in the morning instead of studying is so much better for me and it makes me more productive and it makes me have more motivation. And then having more motivation eventually will turn something into a habit. So you have to be passionate about something in order to be motivated to do it. And then in order to, you know, get a habit going in your life, you got to keep up that motivation. So just don't start your day doing something you dread. And I wouldn't end it with something you dread either unless that's something you just really think works for you. Number 19 is to wake up around the same time every day and don't snooze. Very simple. I do snooze sometimes, but it's usually not more than five minutes. Um, if I like really feel like I need five minutes, I'll give it to myself. But I just do the little trick, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, and it's really not a trick. It's just something to do to get yourself out of bed. I will lay there and count to five, and as soon as I'm like at five, I just get up because it kind of just like lets me lay there for a second, but then I just force myself to get up. But waking up around the same time every day kind of doesn't, or it kind of prevents um, causing chaos in your routine in a sense, because if you're like waking up at 11 a.m. one day and then 6 a.m. the next day, the day you wake up at 11 a.m., you're going to be really stressed to get everything done. But if you like consistently wake up around the same time every day, you're going to be fine. Like you are used to doing that. It doesn't feel crazy or new. You'll be more likely to fall asleep around the same time so you're not messing up your sleep schedule. It's just really important to do that so that A, you don't mess up your sleep routine and you're getting the rest that you need and B, you're just maximizing the productivity of your day because each day kind of has the same amount of hours in it, if that makes sense, which it does, but if you sleep way more hours some nights than others, it's not going to. I personally try to always be up around or before eight. I don't like getting up past eight, but sometimes I'll be up till like one and that extra 30 minutes of sleep from like sleeping from one to 8.30 instead of one to eight is very, very valuable. Um, So I really think that's important. And I don't know, just try and get your sleep. That's kind of related to an earlier tip, but I just wanted to say that one. And last but not least, this one's super simple, is to reward yourself. So if you are studying and you told yourself that you need to read two chapters of your textbook and make like one page of your study guide, when you finish that, reward yourself with something, whether it's like a snack you really like, um, FaceTiming your mom if that's like something you really like doing, or... I don't know, watching one YouTube video. That's something I do a lot because I do really enjoy watching YouTube because it's really inspiring to me and I just really like watching videos. Like it's just something I genuinely love and enjoy doing. So what I'll do is, you know, I'll be like, okay, once I get this homework assignment done and an hour of studying done, I'll let myself watch one YouTube video. And that's just kind of how I reward myself. Or maybe you just like want some ice cream or something. So once you finish your work for the night, go get some ice cream. 
because rewarding yourself will motivate you to get it done. Point blank, period, done, whatever. So those are my 20 tips. I really hope they were helpful for you guys. I'm sorry if I was talking a lot faster or if my voice sounded different. I like feel very dehydrated right now, so I feel like my voice might sound a little different. But now we can go ahead and transition our way into the Q&A segment of the episode. So if you guys didn't know, at the end of every episode, I'm going to be doing taking a couple questions, whether they are from Instagram stories for the Gen Z Girl podcast page or from the post itself from the Gen Z Girl podcast page or on the Facebook group. Um, I will always be posting what the episode about is about for that week beforehand so that you guys have a chance to see what it's going to be about and um, have a chance to voice your questions that you want to ask. So today I posted the quote of the day on the Instagram page for Gen Z Girl Podcast, and it's just at Gen Z Girl Podcast. It's not at the Gen Z Girl Podcast. And um, I just asked you guys what questions you had in relation to you know, productivity and time management. And a lot of them I already answered in this podcast, so I'm not going to like be redundant. So I'm going to try and answer more that are you know, more specific and nitty gritty. So this question is, do you do homework in advance or do you save it for the day it's due? I've been trying to get ahead on homework, but it's almost causing me more stress because I can't seem to get ahead. Um, Honestly, I save it for not necessarily the day it's due. Like this semester, the only homework I really have, like I occasionally have weekly assignments for um, one of my like honors elective classes and then I have to like I'm in a photography class for the honors college too and like we have to bring in pictures usually like every Wednesday and I definitely always save those for Wednesday morning or Tuesday night and I really need to stop doing that because it makes me extremely stressed out but my like actual online homework for my finance class is always due on Sundays and I generally have all of if or most of it if not all of it finished by Sunday I usually finish it on Fridays um, just because I don't have class on Friday. So I try and do that like Friday morning and knock it out. But honestly, if you have time to get your homework done in advance, I would totally do it because there have been times in my life where I've had the time to do it all in advance. But right now, like I would have had to start doing things in advance the very first day of classes, if you know what I mean. Like if I tried to start doing things in advance right now, I would be absolutely overloading myself just for you know, saving a tiny bit of time in the future. So it wouldn't make much sense. But if it makes sense to you and you have the time to do it, I definitely recommend getting ahead because it feels really good when you go ahead and get it out of the way, like, and you don't have to worry about it the rest of the week. Because I know my freshman year of college, like, I didn't really have many friends. Like, I really didn't have any at all. And I was just, like, in my dorm room, and I would literally just get all my homework done first thing. And it was great because I didn't have to do – anything on the weekends I didn't have Friday or Monday classes and I didn't have to do anything any of those four days because I just got everything done when I was you know assigned how do you get yourself back on track while going through an unproductive slump so I kind of mentioned this earlier about how I was like had a finance test and I was just like I don't really want to study for it and I've honestly have not gone through that before I've never like straight up just said I'm not going to study for this test. Like, I don't really feel like it and don't get me wrong I did study I probably spent like two hours studying but it was not very intentional studying and I'm honestly very disappointed in myself for doing that because I've never done that before but it's okay you live and you learn and honestly there's no like one thing that I do to get myself out of an unproductive slump 
But if I'm feeling very unproductive, it kind of goes back to that one tip I said where I said you have to find the root of it and kind of figure out why you feel that way. You know, if I'm in a slump, why am I in a slump? Did I do way too much YouTube work this week? Should I have laid off on it a little bit so that, you know, I wasn't so tired right now? Was I staying up late to, you know, watch YouTube videos or watch TV when I should have just been going to bed so that I felt well rested? Is that why I feel unproductive? Have I not been to the gym in a while and I have a lot of brain frog, frog, oh my gosh, brain fog. Is that why I'm feeling unproductive? I'm just kind of like finding the root of it, I think is the first step if you're feeling unproductive because how are you ever going to get back to being productive if you don't address the problem that's causing you to be unproductive? You know what I mean? Like that's just some real talk. That's straight up. You got to figure out what the problem is. But I think that starting by doing the little things, um, you know, like starting by just, you know, doing your dishes and just getting that one homework assignment done and then kind of easing your way into like the bigger monsters of tasks is better to get yourself into being productive instead of just like tackling the biggest tasks head on. What do you do when you're completely overwhelmed? When I'm completely overwhelmed, I literally just kind of like shut off for a period of time. I'm sure a lot of you guys are like this too, but my head will be like racing with everything I have to do. Like, you know, I have a YouTube video due and I really need to record a podcast episode and I have to test tomorrow and I have homework due and then an assignment due and I'm trying to like spend time with my friends and I'm trying to sleep and I'm trying to just like do it all and I get really, really overwhelmed really easily. If I feel really overwhelmed, I let myself feel overwhelmed, but then I have to like kind of take things from the macro to the micro scale. So instead of just being like, oh my gosh, I have 54 things to do and it's two o'clock and I have to get them all done by midnight. Instead of thinking like that, I'm like, okay, what do I have, you know, that needs to be done with absolute urgency at this moment? Like, let me group my tasks and make it much more of a micro scale. And just instead of looking at the bigger picture, because when you look at things at once thing at a time, it honestly puts things into perspective and makes you realize, yes, you do have a lot to do, but it's not this giant beast that you should be scared of that you're making it out to be in your head, if that makes sense. Um, And if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I really like to like get a little coffee or something, honestly, like, or a tea. And I don't know, coffee and tea just always make me feel so much better. So getting like a drink I really like and just like sitting down to like calm myself down, taking a shower, honestly, taking like a nice warm shower and like turning on a podcast and just kind of mentally escaping for a second really helps. And then once again, I hate being this person, but seriously working out when I'm really overwhelmed. The first thing I want to do is go work out because lifting like literally just gets my mind off things. And when I say lifting, don't think I'm like over here, like powerlifting and like doing really heavy weightlifting. I just mean like weight training, basic weight training at a gym. But, um, that really helps because it kind of just like makes you, and it's kind of funny because I'll feel really stressed and then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then I like kind of sit there and I think to myself, I'm like, okay, I have a test later today. Should I really be going to the gym right now or should I be studying? But then I go to the gym and I just feel so much better and happier and not as overwhelmed and I end up being more productive. So hopefully that helped you. How do you stay energized to get everything done? I have the motivation, just no energy by like 4 p.m. I totally feel this. Oh my gosh, for all of my time in college, I've had the hardest time between 2 and 4 p.m. I mentioned that earlier. I remember my freshman year, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had class from 11 to 12.15 and 2 to 3.15. And was that it? I might have had like a 3.30 to 4.45. I don't know. But I always remember that 
going to that two o'clock class was really, really hard because I always felt really tired and I've had a two o'clock class every single semester, but the five o'clock classes are what really get me. Um, and I've had one of those like every semester too. That's kind of besides the point, but it's really hard because I really suffer from this and honestly, like I need tips on this. So I don't really know how to help you besides saying like, honestly, sometimes you do just need to go get a cold brew from Starbucks because that will literally wake you up and give you all the energy in the world. And I hope and pray that it won't keep you up at night. Like for me personally, I can generally fall asleep if I drink coffee as long as it's not past like 5 or 6 p.m. Um, But I think that having the energy, usually there's an underlying problem with that. Like are you not sleeping very well? Are you not sleeping enough? Um, Are you really, really busy up until 4 p.m.? Do you need to take a power nap at 4 p.m.? That might be a solution. I take a lot of power naps. I probably take like two a week, maybe three. And they really help me just because when I get home, sometimes I just need to, you know, shut off for those 20 or 30 minutes and then wake back up and it's fine. But I'm the same way because I have no energy like at that part of the day. I feel like from two to like six or seven o'clock, I really struggle to get things done. It's pretty much before two and after seven is when I'm most productive. So I have issues with that too. Um, And, you know, it may be something to do with like what you're eating. If you're eating like a lot of processed foods, Um, you know, like boxed mac and cheese or frozen meals or just like nothing of like really valuable substance that can also make you really tired. So I've been trying to like really focus on what I'm eating lately, eating lately, just so I can like recognize what gives me energy and what takes my energy. Okay. I have two more questions for you guys. I have a lot that I'm answering this week just because you guys really ask good ones. Cause I really asked you guys to be specific because I didn't want to be too redundant. This question is, do you ever feel as though you're not giving the people and responsibilities in your life enough time because you try to balance so much at one time. Okay, to be completely honest, you guys, I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode. I don't really remember, but I really struggle with this. Um, I know I said I just sat here and gave you guys 20 time management tips, but I'm not the best with time management. I have a lot on my plate, and I try. I'm someone who wants to give 100% to everything I'm doing, and I straight up just cannot do that. Like, I said in the last episode, the math does not work that way. You cannot give your 100% into 12 different areas and expect, you know, to have 100% results in all those areas. So I'm, and I said this in the last episode too, I'm sorry for being redundant, but I'm always neglecting one area of my life and I really need to get off of that track. Um, I like, and like just being completely honest, this was like a recent issue in my relationship, like nothing crazy that like was threatening to the relationship or anything like that, but you know, I was realizing, and especially, and my boyfriend was especially realizing that I wasn't really like setting any time aside for a relationship. Like we weren't really doing anything besides getting dinner together and, or eating dinner together and going to the gym. And yeah, that's a lot. Like that's great. But when we're at the gym, we don't do the same workouts. We just ride to and from the gym together. And then when we eat dinner, it's like what, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> so I kind of like realized I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like prioritizing everything else but my relationship. And I think part of it has to do with my boyfriend and I living together this year, us like being in this under the same roof all the time. We, it's hard to like set that time aside to make time for that person just because you feel like you are making time for that person just because you're always around them when you are home. But that's not the case because I feel like we do so much less meaningful things together now that we live together just because. I am really busy right now, but that's no excuse. Um, and it was like a conversation we have to have. We were like, look, we need to sit down at the beginning of the week and, or not the beginning of the week, at any point during the week, really, and just figure out, 
you know, one night during the week where we're going to dedicate, you know, a few hours, if we can afford a few hours to, you know, just ourselves. And what we normally like to do is just like watch a movie on Netflix or watch a show on Netflix or, um, just hang out and, you know, talk or whatever. So I think that I do feel that a lot. I mean, that's pretty much all you asked is if I feel that I'm not giving the people and responsibilities in my life enough time because I'm trying to do so much. And 100%, yes, I am very guilty of it. It is something I am having to consciously work on day in and day out because it has caused problems. Um, and I also neglect – another question was how do you, like, you know, set aside time for yourself? And I straight up, like, I honestly don't set that much time aside for myself. So I need to get better about doing that. But as far as setting time aside for yourself, every little bit counts. Like, I think if you can at least do, say, like – 20 minutes in the morning to yourself of like reading a book or meditating or just doing something you really, really enjoy, then just try and fit it in there. I promise you probably can. I'm not the best about doing it, but I try to. Okay. Last question. How did you get over a mindset where you have the need to feel productive? I struggle with always needing to be productive or I feel bad about myself for taking a break or having a lazy day or something. So this is really great. This kind of goes along with the whole like hustle culture and busy, busy, busy culture. I, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. There's a difference between taking a break and straight up just being lazy. Sometimes on the weekends, like I straight up will not do anything school related Friday and Saturday. And honestly, that's usually how my weekends play out. And Sundays are usually really productive. But if I was smart, I would do more on Friday in the morning, have myself Friday night, have myself all day Saturday, and then have half the amount of stuff to do on Sunday and then have a better Monday because my Sundays and Mondays are usually really crammed because I don't do anything on Friday. So I think that getting over that mindset where you feel the need, that was like honestly kind of related to everything I just said, but having the need to feel productive is kind of just something in yourself that probably means that you like really thrive off of being a productive person, which is a really great thing. But you need to understand that taking breaks is important and just tell yourself anytime like you're getting down on yourself about having a down day or like not getting much done, remind yourself of the things you do get done on a day-to-day basis usually and tell yourself, you know, like tell yourself, hey, I deserve this. I deserve this break. I deserve this reward. There's no reason why I shouldn't be, you know, taking this break right now and it is perfectly fine and it is perfectly normal to take a break. I used to be that way and I would like get so just worked up over like not getting anything done in one day and just be like, oh, I could have used this time better. But as long as you're not having those days like two to three times a week, you're fine. Like I probably have one of those days once a week where I'm just like, oh, I probably could have accomplished a little bit more today. And I kind of like get upset about it because I'm like, oh, my week would have been easier if I did more today and blah, blah, blah. But you're wasting time getting caught up on that. And you just need to like let yourself have that day off or whatever and let it be so really just let it be and as long as you're productive um and you're getting your things done that you need to get done I don't think there's an issue with it but getting over that mindset is just telling yourself it's okay and like having the mindset anytime you need to change your mindset it's honestly all a conscious decision to come back to a negative thought or come come back from a negative thought with a positive thought so you know if you're constantly thinking um I'm not good enough because I didn't get a lot done today, you know, counter that thought with, okay, but yesterday I got X, Y, and Z done and I didn't even have to. So that's the kind of thing I mean by like changing your mindset. It takes consciously deciding, 
um, to tell yourself those things. Wow, guys, this podcast, I think, was a lot longer than the last one. I honestly have no idea. I need to figure out how to get this to like tell me how long it's been instead of just being in bars and beats because I record on GarageBand right now. I don't know if it's the best method, but I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. I hope it was helpful. Um, be sure to follow the Instagram at Gen Z Girl Podcast and join the private Facebook group, the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group, um, just so you guys can like be more engaged and participate. And I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'm really appreciating all the love and support you guys are giving me. It means the world to me, but definitely um, just let me know what you thought of this episode in the Facebook group or in the Instagram comments or something. I love hearing from you guys and love hearing your thoughts. Let me know how you like the segments, if you think they're good, or if you think I should do different ones, or if I should add more, whatever it is. Um, And I hope this length was good. I know a lot of you guys were saying to do long ones, which I totally understand. I love long podcasts and YouTube videos too. But I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will, um, I guess, see you guys, hear you guys. I won't hear you guys. I guess I'll see you guys um, in my next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.